Hello and welcome to another controversial episode of the Carl Experience. Welcome to Season 3, Episode God Knows What. Uh, this episode is called Oppression in Our Own Perceptions. It will be... This might take a while. I actually had to write most of this crap down. But this is fun. this is just to show you something here. <coughs> now... <coughs> First off, you're going to probably hear the fan in the background, because it's hot. It's 100 degrees out today. Technically, it's 92 with a heat index of like 7 or 8 degrees, and it's supposed to go up to maybe 104. So, all the uh, the blackout curtains are up. The only one, the one that you see up is only because it's in front of the AC. I've got the light on, the fan on, doors open, part of the house closed off with a, blank, with a sheet to help with thermal induction to keep everything nice and cool. My daughter is inside watching, is in her room watching a Barbie movie. <coughs> now let's get into the heavy stuff. Let us begin by listing 27 things first. And yes, I'm doing this on purpose. Let's unclip this. Go from there. First, amendment. Freedom of religion, speech, and press. Freedom of assembly and the right to petition the government. Passed in, in 1791. 1A. This is to go under a furtherance of the First Amendment. The right to practice your religion freely. This is associated closely with the separation of church and state. Separation of church and state was advocated by Dr. John Clark, Roger Williams, William Penn, who were colonial founders, and James Madison and Thomas Jefferson, who were founding fathers. 1B. Freedom of speech means free and public expression of opinions without censorship. There are laws, however... Guarding against lewd language, like swearing. For instance, you can't use those seven magic words from George Carlin in a public speech. If you do, you will be censored or arrested <coughs> for lewd and lascivious language. 1C. Freedom of peaceable assembly, a.k.a. the freedom of association. The right or ability of people to come together and collectively express, promote, pursue, and... Uh, uh, and defend their collective or shared ideas. The key word here is peaceably. This means non-violent assembly. Rioting is not, pro uh, protesting is okay. Martin Luther King Jr. did peaceful protests. They did uh, peaceably assemble. When you start to riot, it's no longer a peaceable assembly, meaning you don't have the same rights you did, did before. Second amendment. <coughs> the right. The right to bear and keep armed. It directly declares, and listen to this part, this is going to be interesting here in a second. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed upon. 
Now, here's the funny part. With the Second Amendment, the way it's worded, if you take it in a literalistic sense, back when it was passed, everybody could be part of a militia. Every single person. Nowadays, militia, or a well-organized militia, is considered the armed forces. So by certain interpretive standards, <coughs> this could be meant to be, and this could be viewed as everybody except the armed forces are breaking the law. And if you take it, if you take it quite literally, a well-regulated militia That that's in that could be interpreted as well only people in the military, like the Coast Guard or the National Guard. They're the only citizens allowed to own weapons. I'm not saying that's what it says. I'm saying if you interpret it, words are very important. But I went through and read this a, a few days ago, and I'm like, wow! If you interpret that a certain, if you interpret it the, uh, uh. uh one way, it's everybody supposed to be able to have guns, and then in the other way, only if you're part of a militia are you should you be owning a gun. Should you have the right to bear and keep arms? Meaning, if you're not in the military, you don't get a gun. But hence the interpretational part of it. That's the fun of this. We get to explore. But there's a reason I'm reading off all of these. <coughs> <coughs> restricts the quartering of soldiers in private homes. This amendment has only ever been mentioned a few times since ratified in 1791. It has never been the core factor in, in deciding any case whatsoever. As far as I know, there's only... It's only been mentioned like two or three times in the history of the country since it was ratified. It's really strange that we have to even have... Uh, I, w I would think that we would just get rid of that one. But then again, we'd have to rename and do other... Uh, we'd have to replace it with something else. <coughs> Sinuses, you gotta love them. Okay, fourth amendment. Prohibits unreasonable search and se uh, searches and seizures and sets out the requirement for search warrants based on probable cause. Well, the problem is, is back when I made this, back when it was passed, soldiers would just, uh, like the British, they would just inspect you without permission or asking or anything. It's like, no, we're going to look at the crap you have. And now people are looking at it as, well, the cop didn't have no evidence. Just like uh, several cases involving certain people that will remain nameless at this point, but it's always... Well, they illegally search, uh, searched my shit. Uh-huh, and they found something, didn't they? Okay. Fifth Amendment. Protects the right to due process and prohibits self-incrimination and a double jeopardy. Hence, pleading the fifth. That way you don't self-incriminate yourself if... <coughs> like with the uh, Derek Chauvin trial... With the guy who was in the vehicle with <laughs> the guy who was in the uh, SUV with George Floyd, he pleaded the fifth, 
and then he testified about certain things, and it's like, you're pleading the fifth on the drug charges because you want to be out of jail soon, even though we all know you're guilty of dealing drugs. And not just weed, we're talking like fentanyl and meth. But anyway, this keeps you from uh, betraying yourself, and for the most part, this is only so criminals don't incriminate in, in themselves even more than they already have to begin with, as far as I can tell. Most innocent, most guilty men with a shred of integrity usually come forth and say, yes, I'm guilty. I did this. When they're saying I plead the fifth, well, I just don't see the point in pleading the fifth. For the most, there are certain circumstances where I can see it, but none that make a whole lot of sense in the long run. For the greater good. Okay. Sixth Amendment. <clears throat> Protects the right to a speedy trial, to notification of criminal uh, accusations, to confront the accuser, to obtain witnesses, and retain, uh, retain counsel. Sorry, I was writing a bit sloppy when I wrote this. I've been writing this over the past, like, four days. But yes, the Sixth Amendment is built so that shit doesn't lag, and unfortunately, <coughs> unfortunately, um, our justice our justice system is uh, our justice system has violated hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions. I'm guessing it's tens of thousands, well, hundreds of thousands, of prisoners' Sixth Amendment rights. You're allowed a speedy trial. You're allowed to face your accuser. You're allowed to obtain witnesses and retain counsel. And it's sad, but oh, uh, people in COVID... If it's not if it's not killing you, then you don't have to worry about it. But anyway, keep on going. Uh, Amendment seven provides for the right to a jury trial in civil lawsuits. Kind of goes without saying. Like you really can't say much on that one because it's usually followed. Eighth amendment. Prohibits excessive fines and excessive bail, as well as cruel and unusual punishments. I do have a problem there. A guy smokes a joint and spends the next 20 years in prison because some judge decided to make an example out of him. That's excessive and it's cruel and unusual punishment for a joint. <coughs> now... A guy's sitting there smoking a joint to, to keep himself from having a huge PTSD episode. I'd personally make him spend like a day in jail and then let him go. No biggie. The opposite case, you got a guy who's a pedophile, woman-beating, rapist, drug addict. And yes, there have been guys who did all that. And some of them have gotten a mere paltry four years. 
<clears throat> if the guy's a serial rapist, uh, child molester, child rapist, and a drug user, and everything else. I mean, a, a most vile human being. The guy does it all, and he only gets four years. Uh, and I say to hell with that. Since he is going to do that, why not make his punishment cruel and unusual? Why not? And his bail? Why should he ever be allowed bail? Why should he ever be allowed uh, 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 parole? Ever? And yes, there are guys out there who do this shit, get away with it, and then walk out of jail after a few years in jail. Meanwhile, the victim or victims and or their families are suffering for decades. I'd say that's a failure in the system to uphold a certain standard. <coughs> Amendment 9 states that right uh, states that rights not enumerated in the constitution are retained by the people. That means that rights like uh, if you go by a local law and it's not covered by the United States Constitution, then the then it's automatically provided by the state. It's retained for the people, by the people. Okay. <clears throat> Amendment 10 states that the federal government possesses only those powers delegated or enumerated to it through the Constitution. <coughs> This means that some things that our leaders, our government, would love to uh, throw an opinion out on, they shouldn't be, and the fact that they're pushing for unconstitutional things worries me a bit. And as of these first ten, now you have your Bill of Rights. That's what the Bill of Rights uh, is, the first ten uh, amendments of the Constitution. Eleven, our eleventh amendment, makes states immune from suits from out-of-state citizens and, foreign, and foreigners not living within the state borders. Lays the foundation for state sovereign immunity. Here's an important note for those of you interested in history and politics. In recent history, a lawsuit came between some states that didn't vote, uh, didn't vote red in the last election, and they sued other states. <coughs> one of them, one of the biggest uh, contributors to that being Texas, throwing this lawsuit out again and again and again. That's why the lawsuit got thrown out. The eleventh fucking amendment. You can't be from out of. You cannot be a state suing another state for the results of its election. You cannot sue another state for passing a law that you don't like in another state because you're not in that state. <coughs> and it's not. I'm not personally indicting people, but. 
seriously, it, it's bad when a state sues another state for an election they don't like. They don't like the outcome of it. Tough. You can't sue them. That's why the lawsuits are dropped. All these po all political punditries and echo chambers were going on and on, on on both sides, and I'm like, they can't sue. Okay. Amendment 12. Revises presidential procedure, election procedure by having the POTUS and uh, by having the president <coughs> and the vice president elected together as opposed to the VP being the runner up in the election. I like it. Used to be that uh, both guys would run, uh, both people would run for office, the highest office, and the loser was the vice president. God, could you have imagined uh, Joe Biden? No, what? No, could you imagine Hillary Clinton being the vice president for Donald Trump? Holy shit! That's a fucked up situation at best. Or, like at the moment, could you imagine Donald Trump being the vice president for uh, Biden? Wow! Holy fuck! Or even a Mitt Romney, and, or even a uh, Obama and Mitt Romney White House, or uh, an Obama and John McCain White House. Yeah, holy fuck! I'm glad they changed that. Okay. <clears throat> Amendment thirteen abolishes slavery and involuntary servitude, except for punishments of a crime. Most of us already knew this from school, just as a refresher. It's going to get a little more interesting here in a, t in a minute or two. Amendment 14. Defines citizenship and contains the due process clause. All the crap involving uh, trials and whatnot for due process. And defines citizenship and... Apparently, some people don't get it that unless you're born here, you're not supposed to be able to run for president. If you're born abroad and on a military base, U.S. sovereign soil, you cannot run for president. Makes you wonder why Ted Cruz ran. He was born in an ordinary Canadian hospital. And as far as I remember, he didn't come, he, his parents didn't move back to America until he was like three. So, how is he a born citizen? Yeah, something to think about. <coughs> Just like um, Ilhan Omar, I believe it is. Part of the Odd Squad or whatever in Congress. If I remember correctly, she's the only one not born here, so she's the only one out of her squad who cannot be put in the chain of ascendancy to the presidency at all. She can't be Speaker of the House. She can't be Vice President. She can't be President. And anybody who says she needs to be President, go to hell first off. And number three, and number two, go look at her older stuff on YouTube. Look at the old stuff. She says that we mean we need to move more towards Sharia law, and that she will get into Congress to start changing uh, our rules to better fit Sharia law. 
it's illegal. And yeah, it breaks one of the amendments anyway. I believe it's the First Amendment. Okay. Fifteenth Amendment. Prohibits the denial of the right to vote based on race, color, or, or previous condition of servitude. The black vote. Basically is what it does. You can't... You, you're... You don't get to... If you're Mexican or black or Honduran or uh, Aboriginal. As long as you're a citizen here, you can vote. Amendment 16. Permits Congress to levy an income tax without a propor uh, proportioning it among different states or base it on the census. Weird. I'll figure, I'll figure that one out later, but right now. Amendment 17. Establishes the direct election of senators by popular vote. Even though some senators still lose the public vote, and still get in office. It's a weird thing, but it has happened. Amendment 18 prohibits the manufacture or sale of alcohol. I know. You don't have to tell me. It's going to be covered here in a minute. Amendment 19. <clears throat> Prohibits the denial of the right to vote based on sex. Women's voting. How fun. Amendment 20. Changes the date at the beginning of terms for, president, uh, for the President and Vice President and members of Congress from start to finish, and respectively states that if the president if the president elect dies before taking office, that the vice president or if the president elect dies before taking office, the vice president elect is to be inaugurated as president. I didn't know that either. <coughs> Meaning that if Biden had died. Kamala Harris would be president. Wouldn't be some weird re-election thing. It's no. Kamala Harris would take over. Amendment 21 repeals the 18th Amendment and makes it a federal offense to transport or import where prohibited by law. There are still places where it's against the law to have alcohol because it's a dry county or whatever. They didn't change their laws. But as a constitutional am amendment, it doesn't exist. It only exists as local laws. Amendment 22 limits the number of times a person can be elected president. This was enacted uh, and moved upon because of Hitler, of all things. Hitler, because Hitler was 
Yeah, Hitler was Hitler. If you don't know your history now, look up Hitler and get ready to be uh, mind raped by everything he did. Amendment 23 grants District of Columbia electors in the Electoral College. So why aren't they a state? Amendment 24 prohibits the revocation of voting rights due to the non-payment of a poll tax or any other tax. Yo, Bill, you can still vote. Basically what that means. Yo, Dex, you can still vote. Amendment 25 addresses succession to, uh, succession to the presidency. I covered some of that with the Ilhan Omar bit. Amendment 26 prohibits denial of U.S. citizens 18 years or older from voting on account of age. If you're 18 and you're a citizen and you're registered, you get to vote. Amendment 27 delays laws affecting congressional uh, salary from taking effect until after the next election of representatives. Congress can give itself a raise, but it won't happen until the next round of elections happen. Even though somehow they all get, seem to get paid more and more every single time they come to that thing. Apparently they're allowed to vote themselves in raises. I don't think they should at this point. And now we're going to slip down the rabbit hole of weirdness and thoughtfulness at the same time. But uh, just on this note here. Um, oh, and just in case you wanted to know, the First Amendment is, the ch is challenged the most and the most often. Now, on a personal note here, um, you've got a lot of people who say, this is my right, blah, 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 blah. Um, some people feel they're being oppressed. And, you know, you've got a lot of snowflakes out complaining about their rights are being violated. You ain't been violated yet, you know what I mean? Alright, we take... We take umbrage nowadays with the slightest notion that one of our uh, rights, one of our amendments is being infringed upon. Even the thought of it causes some people to gag and start roaring at the top of their lungs on how we're all going to go to hell if this is done. Hasn't happened yet. But, <coughs> let's get on with this. Historically, the freedom of speech and peaceable assembly have been, infringed have been infringed upon the most. Ironically, most of the legal battles were uh, fought over uh, were fought over the choice of word and the interpretation of said words. And while we have freedom of speech and expression, we still have certain limitations on what kind of speech we can enjoy. 
There are laws as to what words we can use and the context and locale in which we can use them. As an example, look at the Civil War and the Civil Rights era. Both had peaceful, peaceful protests and riots. Both stemmed from racism and perceived entitlements for any, one group or another. As I look back on history in context, I realize that some ideals that I see for myself, that I use, are seemingly based on a southern good old boy standard. Like, well, this needs to be this way. This is the way it's always been. Um, this is how I was told it was supposed to be done. That's a part of the good old boy system. We, uh, uh, I realized this yesterday when I was writing it, or the day before. We're still using the good old boy mentality. We're still using it. And, well, this is the way I was taught how to do it. Let's just do it this way, or you know, what are uh, these are these are confirming uh, anecdotal phrases. You know, this is just the way it's always been. Uh, that's just the way things are. No. That's why they need to be challenged. The 60s, yes, the entire decade, was rife with issues between the police and civil rights activists. The obvious racism and disrespect for the rule of law on the side of the law enforcement was like a thick batter. I'm not excusing the protesters or rioters. There's blame on both sides. Plenty. In many cases, law enforcement openly broke the law and the civil rights of many people, both black and white. The right to peacefully assemble was openly denied because the law enforcement at the time was pissed, was biased in the good old southern boy cop mentality, and for people who were supposed to protect and serve, back then it seemed as if they were going for more of a press and subvert. The reason I say this is the overwhelming proof of police brutality against peaceful protesters peaceably gathering versus what police reports say the, that lack logic and defy science. By no means am I, putting, am I putting our current law enforcement officers on trial, merely pointing the, out the patterns that I can clearly see in the past. <coughs> like you go to any of the riots from way back in the day. You look at pictures. The officers don't look like they're blooded up. They got to use, they got to use weapons and everything else to supposedly maintain peace. When in several accounts, when you have 60 or 70 people who all say the cops attacked first, uh, this cop swung and busted some kid's face open or he whipped his gun out and shot first because he was afraid. You have the guns. You have the weapons. Just like, um, there have been several instances in history where the, where the police were caught making the first move on camera. And this is from back in the day. Not today, mind you. Give me a second gas here. Now for truly disturbing information. After scratching in some other facts that I uh, I have found that the FBI under J. Edgar Hoover, big asshole, love to abuse power all the time.
Hunter J. Edgar, who was direction, started a program called Co-Intel Pro. Covert Intel Program. This program was set up for illegal purposes such as political ideology. Or it was set up uh, illegally for illegal purposes such as political ideologies differing from his, i.e. communism. A short list of targeted groups includes feminist organizations, the Communist Party USA, anti-Vietnam War organizers, activists of the Civil Rights Movement or Black Panther Movement, the Black Power Movement, e.g. Martin Luther King Jr., the the Nation of Islam, and of course the Black Panther Party. Environmentalists and animal rights organizations, the American Indian Movement, I didn't even know that was a thing, and apparently very lightly the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, or pretty much anything that wasn't a conservative uh, organization. <coughs> this means that Eisenhower, <coughs> Eisenhower, Johnson, or JFK, Johnson, and Nixon all allowed this to happen, whether through coercion, corruption, blackmail, or other means. This program leaves a dark pall. Needless to say, many people die needlessly. Well, here's where the pudding starts hitting the paper. Like, we're taught in school, or at least I was, I remember history very avidly. We learned that police were trying to, uh, police were trying to act in the best interest of everyone. No. Police, back then at least, were acting on the good old boy system of, well, we need to maintain peace and order. We need to retain power. Well, if the very institution that you're trying to protect and keep in power is inherently corrupt, then you are not following the letter of the law. For instance, You had several times where people were throwing peaceful protests. I've seen the videos. And everybody is peacefully and peacefully yet passionately and aggressively protesting something. And the cops just watch to make sure nothing happens. As long as you're not blocking the sidewalk or blocking entry into a building, you're fine. And as in many films I've seen, usually a cop walks up and hits somebody or shoots somebody and or grabs somebody who's not swearing, not cursing, none of that crap. They're not really being aggressive. And the next thing you know, that person is bucking because they got hit with uh, hit with a, a gun or a baton, and the fight's on. Then a riot starts. The cop started it. Now, just as a reference point. For several Black Panthers <coughs> and their demonstrations, often it would come to, down to uh, um, emboldened, angry black people. And I'm not saying all of them were negative. Some of them just shouted. 
They didn't swear. Most, some of them didn't swear. And they were okay. Then you've got the people who, I want change now! Civil rights era moment, I get it, but... Well, if you don't give me this, I'm going to have to tear you apart. Next thing you know, there's a, a, a shotgun pulled out or a gun pulled out shooting at the police. That's not peaceable assembly. That's not peaceful protest. That is when you lost your right. Well, I was, I was, I was exercising my, no. The First Amendment does not cover violence. The First Amendment says that if you if you're doing it peacefully and not using if there's if you're using okay language that there's no laws against or anything, then the cops do not have a reason to do anything to you. If they do, then they're breaking the law, because then they're off, uh, they're infringing upon your First Amendment right to a peaceable assembly. <coughs> But on several occasions, uh, during Black Panther demonstrations, some wild, uh, wild, uh, butt-up-the-haired uh, kid would start be getting violent with the cops, throwing bricks or swinging two-by-fours, shooting a gun, and the cops at that point had the right to retaliate. And there's been several instances in Black Panther Party movements. I've seen a couple of the films where... Black Panthers would come with shotguns and then start just shooting at cops. And I get that they thought that it was unfair, but at the same time, I have read the, what is it, the 10 or 12 point program that the uh, Black Panthers adopted as being their stuff. And I'm sorry, but no. You want everything provided to you and you want all these things done, yet you're not willing to give to everybody else. We help our communities. Uh-huh, and yet you want a lot of, a lot of, one of the keys, one of the first things they said was, we require blacks to have full-time employment. Okay, a lot of them had full-time employment. The issue wasn't the full-time employment, it was the fucking pay. I know, I've asked. Well, most of them were being, like, uh, you had a maid, she was getting paid half of what a white maid would get paid. Because she wasn't, and because uh, she was used too dumb and ignorant to get paid more than that. Do I agree with that? Hell no. That's what progress is. Just like with the, uh trial of Chicago 7 or 8 depending on where you look um, there was a Black Panther there uh, Bobby Seale, he's the co-founder of the Black Panther Party and he was cited on at least 13 to 23 uh, uh, counts of contempt of court and he was bound and gagged yeah in court his lawyer was recovering from gallbladder surgery uh, Bobby Seale expressed that he, uh, that he didn't ha he did not have legal representation 
and I, I've actually read the reports. Uh, there's also a movie called Trial of Chicago 7. And they, I, I feel they did a pretty accurate job with that movie. But can you imagine, can, can you imagine seeing this movie? Seeing a black man with a gag in his throat and bound and then his head wrapped so he cannot yell, scream, or do anything else. And then he is bound to a chair and then handcuffed to the fucking thing. When people talk about being oppressed, that would be uh, being oppressed. And yes, back to police violence, there wasn't an excuse for the black man to get to start uh, driving on and driving into the civil rights movement, just throwing shit. Well, we need we need change now. Uh huh. And being violent solved what? Here's a little tip for you. Go back. And see, from there, go back about 100 years. Black Swan rights and a lot of a lot of our judges and police force apparently ended up coming from the South. And as far as I can tell, there's this good old boy conservative movement that existed then. It's like, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing for... The last 50, 60 years, and that's the way. The problem is, you can't have Southern, you can't have this Southern, we're gonna do what the hell we're gonna do, and you can just fuck off. No. At that point, that needs to be uh, uh, nipped, uh, pulled out by the root, and show the light of day where it can shrivel and die. But as far as protesters go, protesting is okay if it's peaceful. If it's peaceful protest, Martin Luther King Jr. did it. Several other guys peacefully protested. And if the times had been different, the outcome would have been different. Maybe a little sooner, maybe a little later. Who knows? But according to some Black Panther uh, Party uh, people, they want to change right then, right there. They had to have it right fucking now. And even a few years later, Bobby Seale and his uh, Black Panther uh, Party co-founder both got into an argument where uh, the other founder had two black guards or she had two black bodyguards watching him, watching over him, and he took a bullwhip and beat Bobby Seal so bad that he had to he had to he had to uh, go into hiding for a full year. If your friend helps you found a uh, a radical movement like the Black Panther Party, and you guys get in an argument. And he brings back up and beats your ass and you have to go to hiding for a year? That's not friendship. That's not even okay. And yet kids think that they have some inalienable right to something. 
live in those crazy ass times. I am just amazed that these kids aren't having any none of their rights are being violated until they violate an, a, a constitutional amendment in itself. Kids start throwing shit at cops and it's no longer a peaceful anything. That's kids being spiteful and vengeful and not doing what they're supposed to be doing. It all says in the Constitution. But, again, nowadays, millennials, um, millennials and Gen Zers now complain more often about how their rights are being violated. Your rights not being violated. Your opinion isn't being followed like it's the word of God. And some people say that they're being uh, some people say that they're being oppressed. Who's oppressing you? You or is somebody just telling you that? Apparently now when somebody says the word oppression, all of a sudden an entire generation stands up and says I'm oppressed too. How? Because nobody gave you that huge job in gaming or in social media that you wanted. You're not social media famous. Not everybody can be a YouTube star. Hell, I'm not even a YouTube star. I'm just on YouTube. <clears throat> but, it gives you something to think about. With most of these protesters, yes, they might use uh, swearing. As well they should sometimes. But it's still freedom of speech. And... Cancel culture... Cancel culture isn't going to change that. Cancer culture won't even be able to touch that. Because if you cancel out the First Amendment... You cancel out the cancelers. You shut the puppet up while also silencing the puppeteer. And as far as my Second Amendment argument goes, uh, weaponry, it is an interpretation. I mean, most people just most people just take it for granted that we're allowed to have weapons. Constitutionally, even though if you were to re if you were to rethink it and reword it, or reword the interpretational view of it, of how it's worded, you could easily um, uh, make it uh, believable, and to mean that only people in militias, uh, people in the United States uh, Armed Forces, are supposed to have weapons. Now, I'm not an anti-Second Amendment guy. I just pose really, inter really interesting questions. But before we start talking about oppression, maybe you should actually experience oppression. Like how we've got so many young people are like, well, I'm oppressed. How? Not everybody needs to be a YouTube star. Not everybody needs to do the exact same thing. Why don't you get that? Too young and too stupid, I suppose. I don't know. Play the game. 
All life is a game, you just gotta learn how to play it better. And as far as our rights go, maybe you should learn what your rights are before you start complaining about what, uh, what rights you're uh, uh, having violated. Like I, I again heard a reminder uh, yesterday on another program I was watching and couldn't believe it. I heard another pundit talking about how uh, the conservative voice is being silenced. Well, I disagree with that. It doesn't mean it's not happening. I'm just saying I don't believe it to be happening. I'm seeing a lot of conser I'm seeing a lot of conservatives mad that they're not the only voice. They went from being uh, they went from being kind of a voice to then being the leader of conversation because that's what our country did. I don't know why. And now that they don't have, now that they're not the mainline uh, conversationalist, they're now no longer the center of attention. Now it's I'm being shut up because I know that I know that there are plenty of conservatives who are still getting their opinion out there. They're not being silenced; just not as many people are giving a shit. I mean, I'm listening to both sides. <laughs> <coughs> you're allowed to have your opinion you're allowed to have your view I get that I listen to them I may not agree with them like I don't always agree I don't always agree with Ben Shapiro I don't agree with Candace Owens and when I listen I barely listen to Dan Bongino long to hear what he has to say because they are pundits but I still listen to what they say I may not be doing it for very long but I listen to what they have to say and I'm not silencing them. I just ignore. I just don't take for granted what they have to say. I don't take it to heart because I don't have to. And being the center of attention is not what you have to be. I mean, I'm not the center of attention by any means. I didn't create the pot. I didn't create this podcast to be legitimized. This podcast was started because. It helps me get over my PTSD and social anxiety disorder. It just so happens I happen to be read and educated on certain things, and the things I don't know I look up. I look, I'm on the internet all the time looking shit up. So, and when you have people who, when you have all these pundits who have written books, but don't actually, I don't believe have actual life experience, or enough experience about what they're talking about in the book to, uh, to actually write a book, that's when it starts losing effect. You don't talk about politics and the effect of politics for a year and then decide to write a book about how things are going to be 20 years from now unless you're a goddamn genius. And not, there's not a whole lot of geniuses that are, are going to step up. But as far as, the, as, far as this theory of conservative silencing, I don't see how it's being silenced. I just don't see as many I don't see the same as many speakers. I don't think the conservative uh, opinion is being silenced. I just think there's less of it because now it's not the main headline. You may disagree. You may agree. You can be mad all you want. I understand that. I get it. I was mad earlier this year. 
But remember this. You trying to cancel somebody else out over thinking that you're canceled makes you them. And before you start saying you're oppressed, look at your rights. Go through the Constitution and look through your rights. Look through what they mean, the amendment, uh, the uh, uh, annexation of more stuff onto the amendment, or the trimming of other stuff off of it. Do the research. That way you do know your rights. And people point incessantly about, uh, about police brutality nowadays. Some people see it. I'm not seeing a whole lot of police brutality. I'm seeing a lot of social justice warriors that don't want cops to be in positions of power. Who are you going to call when something's wrong? When that gangster comes by your cookout and blasts everybody there? No cops to call. What are you going to do? You're going to let them all shoot it out until they kill each other and half the neighborhood. You should not be living in fear of some asshole having a gun who's not supposed to have a gun. Anyway, I think I've more than made my point and made it uh, quite a bit for you guys to think about. I'm working on trying to get a few more interviews done for Pride Month, but I don't know. We'll see how that one works out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else to say. So, I've done my bit. And I'm probably going to take, like, uh, unless I'm doing some Pride thing, I think I'm going to take, like, a week-long break. Because kind of need it. So peace out and see y'all later. Toodles. Dum 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 dum.